2: Somebody let me talk, but then transpired they weren't even recording. So once again, I don't get to do the intro. Fine. But you
3: can't just pick up a mic and say, Welcome back to the creep dive. I <laughs> actually don't record the stuff that we talk about in the middle because sometimes it's private.
2: <laughs> it is all content.
3: Welcome back to the creep dive. Today on the creep dive, it's finally happened. Jen and I have done the same story. <laughs>
4: I, I felt as I was I was like going to text earlier today and say look I'm doing a bit of deep diving on this because it's so topical, very I, topical. So it's not massively surprising. I actually thought. Oh we'd wait, all can we do a quick it.
2: chat about creep of the week? Oh, go on, Elizabeth Forget Holmes. About this. Who? Elizabeth Holmes. Have you guys been listening to the Dropout? No.
3: no.
2: <gasps> oh, it is now. Everyone. You guys and the people listening at home will be enjoying the dropout. It's
3: been recommended to me by so many people. I really want to get Podcast. on it. Podcast. Yeah. Podcast. All about
2: a colossal creep called Elizabeth Holmes. Fuck, who the New
3: York Times. Um, per, per, piece. What's the business? She's per, the CEO
2: of Ternus, per, which was like a
3: oh, kind of... Oh, I was
2: going to creep dive on her.
4: I've done some research on her. I mean... Yeah. She's brilliant. She's, She's weird. Brilliant. She was amazingly strange. She yeah. She was even fucking she your man. She used mom. a fake she,
1: voice.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like Madonna the fake of voice. the science world. The fake voice is such a fake voice as well. If you listen, it's like... Do it. I should have practiced it. It's really, it's really low and American and like it sounds very... Very like it's a strain to talk like this for her, but she's gonna keep talking like this, you know, and you're like, so disappointing. And now,
3: I'm, I have been told that I have a weird perspective on accents because I can't do any accents except when I say pervert in an English accent. And I think that was good and convincing. I am. Voice talent, Sophie White. That was good to me. That was good. <laughs> self self appointed. It doesn't Fuck take off, much. <laughs> it
4: doesn't take much
3: to impress me, though. I will That's say that. Well, thank you. That was my Wait, Elizabeth no, Holmes. What
4: was so disappointing about this was the piece of medical. Uh, what she proposed she could do was so exciting, world changing.
3: Is Massive. this like and is the whole thing like fire fest? Loads of investment, Massive. loads of hype, yeah. no substance. The exactly money right. is. Crazy! Eye water. I People have were fucking literally fucking lived for that kind of stuff. I think that's such a sign of the times. They couldn't answer the it's phone quick enough to get the money, our money in. At some good ideas. The
4: good, hmm. the idea was
3: that you could.
4: Okay, let me get this right. Do you remember? It? Do you know? Have to have to so t- you could take a blood test. Take a blood sample. test
2: from a single drop of blood. Yeah, which was just retrieved with a little kind of a prick to a finger instead of obviously the big rigmarole of uh, withdrawing blood from people's arms and stuff. And on that single drop of blood, Theranos' technology could perform, I don't know, like upwards of 200 tests. tests. And so it was basically Truly proposing to make... life-changing. ...like diagnostic services available to everybody and At like this new like incredibly affordable So you can imagine how valuable this would have been she to the insurance to be companies. I mean e- this was a humongous potential mm.
3: like and it, would how have changed it was, was going to
2: massively damage like a lot of laboratories already oh, in existence. Absolutely. Uh, Which was kind of a card they tried to play when people were questioning them, like, later on as shit was hitting the fan. I think they were like, well, a lot of people, it's not in their interest for this to work. But Thurness is trying to change the world. This is Elizabeth Holmes. She had an incredible kind of rhetoric about herself. Well, she had self-styled
4: as kind of a... Steve Jobs.
2: Exactly. As a Stephanie Jobs. Cassie, she wore a black polo neck.
3: You Google her right there. She looks like a uh, Stephanie Jobs, <laughs> and she's absolutely robotic. I'm all about it. Mm. I I just love the idea that you get millions of euro for an idea with no substance whatsoever. It just excites me so much that we live in a world where you can prove absolutely nothing and still get paid for it. This story yes. has
4: document documentary written all over it because there's a romance element to it as well.
2: Gorgeous, very intriguing
3: romance. There's element. a special, There's that an. He went on to deny. Mm. (laughs) Go on Cass. There's a special like mini series of the creep dive in startup founders with no substance. I was going to say, yeah, because I've just finished listening to
2: that series. And although it's kind of ongoing because all the kind of uh, legal stuff is ongoing. But they were saying how like in Silicon Valley, there's this actual legit problem with people piling on startups mm. and before they've had an opportunity
0: to actually
4: the,
2: test a product or so do anything. It's no because
3: product. when white men are born they come out and they get series A funding. Like you just, they walk out of the delivery room and they, they're gifted with series A funding and that's all they have to do. And then there's a loads of other white men around them being like welcome to the world white man. Yeah, You are a genius. Your ideas will be funded. You can do whatever you want. It's like Skulls, the movie. Yeah, that's exactly what happens now. They do. You guys probably just missed it with Art and Rue. Sadly, sadly. Mm. Um, what was I going to ask you?
4: What's new this week with Emily? Is she just creep of the week? In or did something happen newsworthy?
2: Um, Elizabeth, Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> Like I could just see the confusion there but I also couldn't remember her name. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um no there's nothing new. It's just that like she's my fave creep of this week. Like I've spent a lot of time with her, that's all. Okay, it's it's
4: really good. It's a
2: great it, story. It's really good, yeah. It's the, the dropout and oh.
4: uh Is that the name of the podcast? About? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's just a series podcast about her yeah. the business. So
2: it's a mega creep dive really. Oh, brilliant.
4: Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm more dying more to that.
3: listen to that actually and I'm also dying
4: to listen to the new Maddie podcast. Well, can I also tell you about my creep of the week? Yes, please do. Well, it's Michael Jackson. <gasps> of course, on that's on the on right now. I watched them both already. Oh. I can tell you everything you need to know. What do you want? But, th- okay, well. Qu- weirdest thing in it. Michael Jackson had a series of trip bells before you got to his bedroom. Mm. Yeah. If ever there was a shadow of doubt Which there shouldn't have been in your mind.
2: That's the thing. I was like, I thought we all knew this.
3: But yes. No, I don't think we did because it's been, it's been categorically denied. Well, this is, I highly
4: recommend the documentary. It is, it's new shit stuff.
3: What's the documentary called again? It's Uh, called Leaving Neverland.
4: And it's two parts. Tonight is, uh, they'll both be on Channel 4. uh, The first airs tonight. It's Wednesday, the 4th of March today, or
2: 5th. And it is new because it's the first time that we're hearing from victims. Yeah, outside of already named victims. And their lives were, it's really
4: impacted negatively. I mean, very sad, Um,
2: very interesting documentary. Can I, this is like a kind of slightly tangential Creep of the Week. Or But connected. No, I was
4: going to say. Well, he's watched that interview with Gail.
2: Pathetic.
3: No, I didn't. But it just just Oprah because Gale. Oh. Watch it. He's a f-
4: It's the remix to
3: ignition. Stop. We oh, not. we don't even give it, it We don't, don't give him music. don't give him we don't we're just wiping everything, including Space Jam, out of our minds. Impossible. Gone, done. Impossible. Done. done. Okay, I'm gonna give you my tangential Michael Jackson related
2: creep of the week. It's Kevin Linehan, my dad, who, oh, dear. B- back in 1991, took me to a Michael Jackson concert. And then that. when we got home, he had me hide in the driveway of our house. And then he rang the doorbell and my mom opened the door and she was like, hey. And then he was like, oh, fantastic night. And then she was like, where's Sophie? And he was like, oh, she, oh Michael Jackson, would you believe offered her a ride in his limo? <laughs> <laughs> did he fucking do that? Yes, he That's fucking brilliant. did. <laughs> my mother, understandably, lost her mind because even in 1991 people knew that there was something wrong and kev let her go on with it for about 10 minutes before he called me out of the bushes (laughs) that's very funny though so shout out to my dad because he never missed an opportunity for mischief brilliant. Even if it was slightly off colour off colour mischief. Well he wasn't to know. It was
4: all just no no whimsy- that's whimsy. absolutely what he was I getting at. I think we've learned from anything it's just
3: trust your gut. <laughs> that's it. You yeah, know. Where are we going this week? Oh okay, you for guys, the first time ever. Are you right? doing a two-hander? is this going to oh, work? Are you well I think we've we we thing. I think we've both half-arsed this story so together it's I'll tell full you who has more information. You. Doubtful. Right. Well let's do an analysis of the situation. then what you do when you haven't done your homework properly is to just proffer your opinion on it instead. Well, there was very little ho- I mean, they, I attempted
4: my homework, but there was a very we needed top line. There's no top line. It's just Momo. It's just
2: Momo, right? I, guys, have, I know nothing about Momo. Okay, you I literally need to how start I don't know escape this. How did how you
3: they I just got a ignored from my it. sorry. Also everyone really? has been DMing us, telling us to talk about MoMO. So Momo's super topical at the moment. basically it is this um, online suicide game that a character called Momo is contacting children via WhatsApp and telling them to perform a series of tasks or dares that is resulting in mass suicide of children. Not true. Not fucking true. Not one bit true. None of it is true. Not, not even like not true. Just
4: hysteria. All taken from one image, which is interesting.
3: Yes. So I have the timeline, which I think people will find interesting of where this came from. So in 2016, a sculpture was created by a Japanese artist. Here we go. Asuwa. Just whisper it in there. That's
4: the cast. Keep going. (laughs) Just trust your gut, as you said. Just go with the
3: gut on this. Keisuke Eiso Asawa.
4: Nice whispering.
3: Thank you. From the special effects company Link Factory. It's easy. Um, So this, this kind of puppet sculpture was uh, placed on display in the Vanilla Gallery in Tokyo in Japan, 2016. The image is like a cartoonish, face big bug eyes uh black stringy hair yeah, like the ring-esque yeah kind of beakish smile very characteristic very creepy but then with women's breasts and chicken legs Mm. right (laughs) the
4: piece was called mama bird
3: yeah yeah mama bird right which is yeah someone described it as if voldemort and the grudge had a baby Yeah, fine. Perfect description, right? I thought it looked like Shelley Duvall. It does. So on August 15th, 2016, an Instagram user named Nanoco posted a photograph of the sculpture on Instagram. On the next day, on August 26th, another Instagram user called Ma Kimdo Shi um, and another one called JS Rock posted photographs of the sculpture. So these three photos are the photos that are now kind of being circulated, cross versions of so them. So
4: you're just seeing the face. No, you're breasts, just seeing no the version of the face.
3: It's actually one of their photos. So they obviously were at the gallery, they were at the art show, saw the photo, saw the thing, put up a photo, said nothing about it, right? This all kicked off then last year in July, on July 10th, a redditor named Almighty Sosa zero zero put the cropped image of the sculpture to subreddit creepy where it received 4,700 points and it was like 89% upvoted at 900 comments within 48 hours. So this would have been on like the front page of Reddit. It would have been really high up in that subreddit. um, And it would have gained a lot of traction that day. Presumably a lot of people saved the photo because it then kind of had loads of different originations elsewhere. On the internet. Um, so the following day, the same user, Almighty Sosa, posted another picture of the the sculpture. Then on July 10th, so the same day as the original picture was posted on Creepy Reddit, a YouTuber called L Deadpool... Um, said basically concocted this story that this this creepy image was associated with a whatsapp number so there's three whatsapp numbers that came around this time that were associated to this character momo and the idea was that you would text the children were texting these whatsapp numbers and momo was instructing them to do things Again, it gained popularity when a YouTuber called Rainbot uploaded a video of the uh, photographs. And the video is called Exploring the Momo Situation. She discussed the urban legend and investigated several WhatsApp phone numbers associated with it. And within 24 hours, the video had over 96,000 views and 3,700 comments. Oh my God. So it kind of like, the story started with the idea that this Crazy character was instructing children what to do, but without any real basis.
4: Well, it's like a creep. You ever read creepy pastas? Yeah. yeah, it's like so it's somebody like- just
3: wrote a creepy pasta about an image they saw. And creepy pasta was mentioned, but I couldn't find the creepy pasta thread. But it then ended up on Four Chan, where everything goes to shit. So uh, there was a post titled Momo thread, and I think there it kind of took on a life of its own, of people building this story of what mm-hmm. was happening. But then on the 25th of July, so I mean, like two weeks after these initial photos appeared on Reddit, the Buenos Aires Times reported that police were investigating the WhatsApp Momo game and saying that it was involved in the suicide of a 12-year-old girl in Buenos Aires, Argentina. So there has been one, so that is a confirmed death and they're associating it with the game. Okay, and the game at this point has been proven to exist? No. So there's no record of okay. the game having existed. It's and just there's this, these YouTube okay. videos saying that the game exists. And the girl, who? how did they know? So her parents, I think, speculated that the game was connected. speculated. Okay. So they, there was some
4: history of her looking at it online or some Yeah.
3: Connection. So the police delivered a statement saying they discovered WhatsApp chats on the girl's phone, needing them to believe her intention was to upload a video... Of her suicide to social wow. media as part of a challenge aimed at crediting the Momo game. So, this is where it all began, effectively. This is after kind of where it all began. So, whether someone had, maybe I think someone had seen the videos or the Reddit threads that were fictitiously imagining mm-hmm. this challenge and then as a self fulfilling prophecy became the challenge creator exactly. Or whatever. Exactly. Like Slender Man. Exactly. So on the second of August Fox News reported uh that the Momo Suicide Challenge, so they kind of named it the Momo Suicide Challenge or as it became known as the Momo Suicide Challenge. Uh they compared it to the Blue Whale Challenge, which was another viral uh That was phenomenon. interesting
4: because that one, the Blue Whale Challenge, part of that was that you would Um, scratch an image of a whale into your skin as one of the things. So there's a few images of people having done that. Ah. That sort of felt more, that that seemed to have existed.
3: But it's like any of these things, if they start now, they're a thing. Of course, now. the Momo challenge is a thing,
4: right? Absolutely. If you Google Momo on your app store, there's, I think, 40 Apps. Momo apps now, because people are you trying to You can kill now. Momo. You can go on a love date like, with Momo.
3: It's like anything. <laughs> you start something dark. You give license to dark people to do something now under this Momo chant, right? Mm. Do you know, change- it kind of reminds me. Of, do you
2: remember the scary clowns thing that were yes.
3: reported? I remember, there's a good video
2: on this morning
4: of that. Do you remember they used to show up just standing around this guy? Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And then I think finally somebody did attack them. Yes, absolutely. Like exactly how you were just describing. That That someone
3: now is going to, is someone who is going to hear about this. It's so dangerous really that we're giving such no so don't call us out on it no then. we're not <laughs> like, not us but like that, like there was a there was a segment on this morning about mm, it sure
4: but th- these so, things
3: have existed all, even pre-internet I mean the
2: Candyman was, was was an act you know we were kids talking doing yeah, the know, Candyman like challenge 98,000 yeah. views and 3,000 comments on a video In called hours. exploring the Momo situation that yeah. isn't yeah, the, even a situation so, until as soon now, now it, this video has started but, yeah, but now it's over
3: In a way. Kind of, right? But, I mean, the the hysteria around it is the the fear that there's this one very controlling. Because there was another video then um, on August 8th, uh, a YouTuber called Repzilla uploaded a video called How the Momo Challenge Uses Psychology to Kill. So I guess then the hysteria came from this idea that there was this like super psychological, intelligent person behind this. And there was one source and it had some sort of incredible power over your children. The reality is it's just whoever has a fucking phone, right? So -hmm. it's kind of gained precedence again because on the 25th of February, 2019, the Scottish news site, The Herald, reported a woman called Lynn Dixon um, claimed her eight-year-old son was told by a person using the Momo image to hold a knife to his neck. She said he showed me an image of the face on the phone and said that he. Had, she had told him to go into the kitchen drawer and take out a knife and put it to his neck. <gasps> then the following day on Twitter, uh, a school called the Northcott School in Hull started the started the idea that children's programs were being hacked. So this yeah, is this Peppa is a wave of the fears now. So they put out a tweet saying, "Important, capital letters." We are aware that some nasty challenges, parentheses, Momo challenge, are hacking into children's programs, challenges appear midway through kids YouTube for like Fortnite, Peppa Pig, Uh, To avoid detection by adults, please be vigilant with your child using IT images are very disturbing. So it's this then hysteria that the things that our kids love to do and the things that our kids trust are now being hacked by this superpower. Well, it's playing into people who
4: have children and how much, like I have children, so do you. And I would leave my kid in a room watching YouTube video, let's say. Mm. I am aware in the back of my head that I should not do that because how easy it is for anything to crop up. Like we were saying earlier, Porn, probably likely, or just some weird shit that somebody's done to a cartoon. Or those weird
2: people who make like off-brand versions of really popular kids' cartoons. They are so bizarre. When people make like almost Peppa Pig, but they're like really fucked up. They could be exactly. And they look nearly like Peppa Pig. Yeah, but the whole tone of them is really fucked up and really weird. And like just stick to Netflix, folks. The time. That people are putting into animating those yeah. cartoons is baffling.
4: Well, yeah, but yeah. that's the, but I think that's probably what's at the
2: root of this. Yeah. That we're all fear. like, Do you know what? Then I mean it, Yeah, here's our also, kind of unfocused fears around yes, text
3: <laughs> being kind of manifested Things into a recognizable image. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you yeah. use words like hacked avoid mm. detection. All that kind of stuff. Infiltrating. Infiltrated. Which yeah. is
4: all. Yeah. But it's true. There should be a base level of worry. And you should be aware of what your child is
3: yeah. ingesting. And online. Then, of but course. This is. So then naturally Kim Kardashian. Got involved. Got involved. <gasps> Brilliant. And on the 26th of February. She put up a story on her Instagram. Pleading with YouTube to help. And the story is like a screenshot of someone I think who has messaged her saying, "This Momo character on YouTube pops up in kids' videos and tell them how tells them how to commit suicide, or to do things like cut the stove, put the stove on while their parents are sleeping, or to stick forks in electrical outlets." So no one needs to tell children fear, to do that. Fear, fear, all fear, doing fear, it. fear. So it's just, it's just Chinese whispers. I thought well, Kim, Kim Kardashian, Kardashian was going to come
2: on and say here's how to achieve the Momo look using my contour kit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> she, YouTube came back and said that we can't find any evidence of this existing. Yeah, there's no content. It doesn't like, happen. Except it for hasn't that happened. Scottish
2: mother. So well, she had something on the phone. The prob- so she the had prob- this problem, image. She had
4: still image. But the problem is now, they- it's it certainly exists now. That I know, like you I'm know.
2: definitely gonna change sure. our mother of pod WhatsApp group to the Momo image, sure. for sure. So,
4: so yeah after the like there's no point now in because in, now because of the hysteria, it all fucking exists.
3: Mm. Exactly. The self fulfilling prophecy because now there's a the whole like ream of numbers on the internet that you can easily access that are saying they're Momo and there's videos of people trying to contact Momo and (sighs) now you can, like, you can presumably text a plethora of these numbers and you are getting a Momo face. Well, you're getting a... a, Sure.
4: What you're getting is a bot. So... Like you're contacting a bot who's set up with various different responses. No, I think
3: there's some people there trying I'm to get sure. their kicks. This idea of like you interacting with strangers on the internet to receive a challenge isn't mm. new. No, like, yeah. Like YouTube challenges exist. Of course. The bucket the, the, challenge. The bucket challenge, all this kind of stuff. I mean, you're you're nominated by people you know, but for as long as there's been the internet, there's been this idea that you will receive a secret task. A secret message, a secret treasure trail, or whatever. And there's all those little boxes for, you know, those hiker boxes. Geo, um, geo,
2: geo uh, it's geo hunting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are really uh, cool. Yeah, but so could you be get also um, you evil. get coordinates of the locations of these geo boxes, and it's completely worldwide. And it was grassroots; yeah. like it was started just by so a group of people. This
3: idea that you would get a WhatsApp number and get a challenge is. Not new. Geo boxing for the kind of sedentary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not that unusual. So the root, re- yeah. But now that it's been associated with a challenge that's forcing children to do things, it's just become dark. And now it's giving license to someone to put a picture of Momo on their WhatsApp and. Say dark things. Well, now
4: Momo's lost all power because we all know it's a big ha joke. What I think is really interesting is it's never the stuff like we're past. Obviously, we're only of our own generation, but the teenagers now. There's no way we know. We don't know anything. We about don't their know anything. Lives. What's going, You know, whatever totally. is really actually haunting them at the moment is not something that they're discussing on this morning. Do
2: you know? <laughs> Okay, you you need to leave this morning. I'm addicted to their uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> I
3: get their YouTube recommendations all the time. It's just from but sitting yeah, like, near me. It's
2: definitely been a kind of a like, yeah, ha adults and it's, it's
3: disappointing
2: manic creep diet. Women on mum's net yeah, are just, the only people who fell for this. Exactly. And the kids are actually all weighed down with far worse issues. Sure. I don't know, like an opiate epidemic. Just but vaping heroin right talks, up into their eyes. And yeah. we are all stressed about their but WhatsApp talk usage. talk about exactly. the,
3: um, the Blue Whale Challenge, because that was significant.
4: Well, that, again, exactly the same principle. So you it was an app or was it a WhatsApp message, a WhatsApp group? Either way, you got various different tasks, 50, I think. And they started off very banal, very ordinary, and then it would sort of slowly but surely bring you into a dark place. And it was self-harm. You had to draw or scratch this image of a whale into your arm or bo- uh, on your body. And there was a boy then who, in India I think he was, who killed himself. God. And it was it was kind of prove, proven that he was fully engaged with this. Yeah, and-
3: but then you think of... Um, how people, many people kill themselves People. <laughs> That's how the many people thing. died on that um, another creep dive episode how many people died doing that what was that chugging challenge what Oops. was that chugging a drink challenge
2: yes oh god I can't remember what it was what? called I know what you're talking about though oh, booze
3: it was you had to it started out as chugging a pint was it Oh my god! Really showing um, sorry. You're right. Yes. What was that called? No idea what it was called. Someone is screaming at their phone now. Downing point challenge. Google that. Was it just? Yeah, I just got chugging challenge. No. It had a name. It had a name. Uh moral of the story is that if people you,
4: die and do stupid shit all the time
3: fucking neck nominations neck nominations oh, yeah. yes people like legitimately dozens of people died from neck nominations because I they, did they st- definitely because I feel like we're saying a lot of definitive things here No they did because there was that Irish fella who um who Drank and then he fell into the canal.
4: So they were not drinking and dying. Sorry, they weren't dying as a di- as a result so, of the game. They were dry- dying.
3: There were, were, I you're think, right, there a was a DJ. So uh,
2: he was found unconscious.
3: There was, yeah, and there's a story here on the Independent: neck nomination deaths, craze claims fifth victim as 20-year-old Bradley Ames is found dead after drown- downing two pints of gin. So oh you know the way God. it started with pints of beer, two or whatever, pints of gin. and then it, right. people progressed to downing spirits, which would clearly kill you.
2: Yeah, it's so interesting. And that's more online spread. Well, that's, look, people do stupid shit. Whether there's neck, it's not like the,
4: before there was these neck nominations. So I know, but it's like do you it.
3: don't, you don't give people license to do it because you have to remember that people will consume maybe 10% of the facts at any given moment. Like your average Joe soap isn't going to read into the story. So if you have a viral challenge that's encouraging people to drink a pint of any sort of liquid and the majority of people have been fine and unaffected from it. You're going to have one schmad bastard who's like, I'm going to down a pint of whiskey or gin and then he's not going to be fine. Oh my (laughs) God. So like you will have people engaging with this kind of challenge who are like, I'm going to try and contact Momo for the fun and see what happens. But actually they are reaching out and now talking to strangers dark shit very dark shit really fucking dark stupid but there you have it that's the world we live in okay thank you Sophie what do you have for us
2: a theme has emerged so a theme has emerged tonight and very organically I had no idea what you guys were coming in with but uh, yeah this is kind of a story about the long arm of the internet as well can you buzzfeed us buzzfeed us (sighs) I didn't think of anything. Without blowing I your it's load? It's very hard. To, it's a very easily load-blowing kind of story. Like that I even had to the... really think around how I was going to do this thing. Okay, don't then. Just, I'll just, just, just ease say, us in. Yeah. I think I'll just call it the long arm of the internet. Okay. Okay. So, this story is early 2000s. Nice. It's 2003 and we're in Manchester. Oh, I love an old accent. (laughs) Lots
3: of accent opportunities here.
2: We're in quite a nice area of Manchester, actually. So like, shelve any kind of Liam and Noel Gallagher kind of... No, now I've gone Northern England. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Come back. It's not kind of like, whoa, way, Manchester. It's like kind of fancy. And um, so this story is about two young guys that from my sleuthing and creeping I gather they were having a nearly identical teen experience as me and Jen did <laughs> only we were trying a few years earlier than them but basically um, so it's Mark he's 16 and his younger friend John he's 14 and they basically just fucked around the local shopping centre uh, kind of brooded over the kind of low-grade teen soap operas that dominated all our lives Mm -hmm. when we were teenagers, Um, chatted in online chat rooms, just generally, it was me and you, basically. Grant. (laughs) Wreaking havoc online. (laughs) Trolling. Trolling. No, no, no. They were very kind of like, well... John, who's the younger one, was kind of quiet, very, quite like academically gifted. Okay. Are you trying to describe yourself? (laughs) So that's me. (laughs) Mark, um, more, I wouldn't say street smart. What would you say about Mark? I don't know. Mark's kind of affable, I think. Okay. Like, and anyway, they were pals. And um, they had met in a chat room for teens that was kind of based in the area where they were growing up. So And then met... IRL yeah yeah and so they weren't in the same school but they were very close and um, so they'd met in 2002 um, so kind of a year before all this starts to unfold and actually initially Mark had met John so Mark's the older one had met John through John's sister Rachel and the kind of three of them kind of hung around in this online chat room okay and and um, actually, Mark and Rachel, John's sister, were kind of like, sort of... Riding. M- well, cyber riding. Okay. Well, not even cyber Sex riding. T- I think there, it was like very... Cyber. It, it was very innocent. I they, think were they were probably very
3: emotionally attached to each other I think without it, any <laughs> sort of physical contact Yeah, I think there was a lot
2: of like, overwrought... Teen emotions. A lot, of, a
3: lot of song lyrics in the MSN status, probably. Yeah, I was going to say, like
2: 2003, heavy like what on would the it feelings. be? Kind of like heavy emo kind of stuff, maybe.
3: Yeah. Maybe like
2: death cab for cutie lyrics. Mirror crying. Mirror crying, essential to all teens. i um, <laughs> just doing that on Instagram now instead. I know, fucking embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, then. Calamity struck. Right, so um, John and Rachel told Mark that they were being stalked. That this gay guy called Kevin. So then John and so John and Rachel, their brother and sister. Yeah. Well, their step their stepsister and brother. Okay. um, They told Mark that they were being threatened by this gay guy Kevin. Okay. Who was kind of stalking them, Mm
3: -hmm. and um, IRL
2: or just online? I think IRL. Yeah, IRL. But actually, Kevin was in the chat room as well. And he made contact with Mark and was like, I think, kind of just fucking with Mark and filling Mark's head with kind of weird stuff about John and Rachel, his friends, you know, so Mm it's fucking really weird. And then also he was like, really like talking, really threatening language. And he basically started to threaten Rachel's safety if Mark didn't masturbate in front of the webcam,
4: Oh dear!
2: Right. Okay. What age is everyone now at this point? So still, it's still the same age. So Mark's like sixteen. John's fourteen. Rachel's about fifteen. Okay. Kevin, we don't know. Sounds like Kevin's older. I'm already okay. Okay. Suspicious. So, Mark did comply with the demand that he wank in front Computer. of the webcam okay. because this guy was like threatening his internet girlfriend. Okay.
4: Right. For her, I will do this.
2: Yes. However. And we're talking 2002. This is 2003. Three,
3: okay. Yeah. And Mark is 16? Yeah. So So that's child pornography at 16. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think
2: that is correct. Yeah.
3: So he
4: wouldn't have any idea that of where this could go. I mean,
2: where 16 year olds now would be
4: a bit more savvy.
2: 2003. Yeah. I even remember the look of those chat rooms. Like now more so like we might have been kind of more a little bit earlier than this, like 1999. Okay. Uh, do you remember them? Were they past were very. MSN or are we no, I in think we in They were very simple looking, as, sure. as far as I remember, the kind of forums. It was always like a black it looked background like Reddit. and yeah. just text yeah. and people's usernames. No images. No, but it you would could, be really rare you'd come across a cam. Like Mark had a cam. They, yeah, they they had cams. Like John had a cam as well. Not everyone had cams, but John and Mark did. Okay, and very so dark, they were fancy. like low res cams, though. Yeah. Mm. So, is this While? chat
3: roulette
4: time or way? It's that way. No, out? I think I'm it's thinking. Before chat I'm
3: thinking. 2013. No, three. 2003. 2003. I would have been thirteen. Right. So you. So I definitely had like MSN then. Okay. But the first iterations of MSN. And we were just leaving school Yahoo. and starting college. Okay. And like we didn't have personal computers and stuff. No, we had a home. Like we. I no, think it was. I feel absolutely. like it was. Maybe just coming into peak MSN time. But Bebo
2: was there. It wasn't. I don't think it was. Bebo was there
4: in secondary school. No, it wasn't. We did. Guaranteed. Sure. Yeah.
3: Ah,
2: I can't remember. You definitely
3: would have had Bebo, but maybe wasn't. Anyway. Anyway. MySpace. It's definitely it was a very different time. I think we need like we actually need to do like internet timeline. timeline of internet use internet trends and just host it somewhere <laughs> so, so we, we can, can refer back all to all of it. these creeps yeah, back it in like yeah. instead
2: of the kind of apes turning into man yeah, we, we have like the kind of commodore 2000 or whatever we that need was to called. place like
3: the key things like yeah. we need like satanic panic when peak msn 90s,
2: peak msn i'm saying mid
3: to
0: late chat 90s roulette. Chat roulette. the downfall of my when did
3: rotten.com fold exactly <laughs> and why okay so and the we can call it the creep ages okay i'm going to work on this graphic all next week you do that okay so this is where things take an even
2: more sinister turn okay so just remember mark 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 at 16 has just wanked into a webcam to appease a threatening guy called kevin who who is threatening his internet girlfriend's safety
4: (laughs) so kevin's like i'm gonna kill what's her name the girlfriend again
2: Rachel. I'm going to kill Rachel
4: or cause her harm if you don't wank at me right now.
3: Yeah. And he was like, grand, okay. No, I feel like Kevin has to be a real person because if you were going to, if you were going to pick like a malicious villain name for yourself, it would not be Kevin. Is it not? We need to
2: talk about Kevin. I'm
4: afraid I'm going to. Very
3: sinister character. I'm afraid I'm going to
4: spoil this. So I'm not going to say anything, but is this somebody requiring phys... Okay, never mind. Okay,
2: keep going. (laughs) Well, I don't know what you're going to say. I could be close. Okay, just let me just, you know, in another paragraph, I think that, you know, things are going to become clear. Things took a seriously sinister turn because Kevin, because Rachel disappeared, basically. What? From the chat room. Hmm. Like Mark and Rachel's whole courtship had been online. Not IRL. Not IRL. Even though he'd met John IRL. Did Rachel definitely exist? We
4: don't know. Well, well, as are so he was concerned, suspicious, aren't we? He
2: doesn't know because he's never met her in person. Well, all he knows actually is that this guy, Kevin, has come back and has started like sending him these like vicious messages and descriptions of how Rachel met a horrific end. Oh, yeah. Really horrific. Raped and murdered by Kevin and like two of his friends
3: so Kevin came on to confess a crime to Rachel's internet lover,
2: John. Yeah. No, Mark. Mark. Yeah. Now, right. Well, why- if you're having trouble with this, you might. This all might get a little harder for you. Keep to keep going. Let's go. Okay. So, Mark was genuinely. Like, really devastated and traumatized. Obviously. Okay, but can I ask?
3: What did Mark do IRL in real life once he knew about this crime? Contact the brother, obviously. He did talk with John about it. Would we not at this stage involve the police? Because I feel like they don't even think these people are real. Are you... If you would sort of receive a message it, from someone and I think says, he is if I was to so go back immersed. in time, yeah.
4: I, I don't think I would have thought I'm going to
2: call the police." Revisit your 15 year old self when you're so immersed in these weird forums before
4: the internet is. It feels a bit dreamlike, even back then. Like you're it's just still like quite uh, abstract.
3: Uh, you're like I don't R. know. R.I.P. Internet girlfriend,
4: kind of, but also <laughs> <laughs> kind
2: of. Yeah. I think you have this I think. teenage society too. I remember that feeling of like the
3: adults. Didn't I guess know what it's was going like don't on. involve the adults in our online stuff because yeah. if the adults found out they would stop us from doing. But it. But also, hang
4: on a sec. He wanked into the camera. Uh, what's his name? Mark. Uh, Mark no, wanked no, no. into the camera. But who's the guy again? Kevin. Kevin has footage, so he's so. Mark might be like, look. OK, I'm maybe, not
2: going to anger Kevin. Well, like he's something on him. OK, let's just keep going for a minute because things are batchet and they're going to get more batchet. OK, <laughs> so you're not wrong that things are <laughs> looking fucking same Does everybody's name
3: sound the same by any? I just keep forgetting them because they're real generic. That's <laughs> yeah. Rachel is dead, has been killed Horrific. by Kevin. Kevin. Kevin made Mark Wank into the webcam for him. What's Mark? Mark, What's Rachel's brother's name? John. 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 He's Mark's friend.
2: You ever not sure of a man's name? Just guess, John.
3: Okay. Okay. So after
2: Rachel's untimely demise, um, Mark did meet a new girl in the chat room um, called Lindsay, and they were kind of developing a bit of a friendship. When around the same time, another person came into this same chat room and into Mark's kind of circle. Steve. <laughs>
4: no. <laughs> Can a, I say John more... is looking like like a major suspect? Fucking suspect. So to me Mark already or John? John. John. Okay. It sounds like John has fallen in love with Mark. Wanted Made to up all see of his willy. Characters. Wanted to see his Willy. But wanted to be in love. With, yes, made up Rachel. Had a love affair with him. Couldn't Cat-fished finish the him. deal. Got to look at his Johnson.
3: Wanted to wanted to meet him or Mark. Presumably wants to meet Rachel. R- John, being Rachel's, kills off Rachel. But needs a reason to do. Needs a character invents Kevin, the serial killer, killer. gay guy. Gay, He's the stalker. Gay stalker killer to kill off Rachel. Even John looking like a
0: bereft,
4: bereft brother, brother who Mark has just not, <sighs>
3: not, not connected You're dwelling, You're dwelling right. too much okay. on this stuff. Okay. Coming okay. to the next I'm character that anyway. pe- I mean, I think that all the listeners are going to have that theory as well. So please confirm put put it. of our misery. Okay. So the next person who kind of comes into Mark's
2: orbit is... Secret Service agent Janet (laughs) Dobinson. What fucking chat room were they in (laughs) So um, Janet has been described as a doting mother but love starred unhappily married um, agent of the British Secret Service Sorry in her 40s Okay Quite hot to trot
4: Okay. Okay. Yes. What does she want
2: with Mark? Well, she actually begins this insidious campaign of kind of Truman showing Mark's life to Mark. So she starts telling him like, so for example, Lindsay, the girl that he would kind of struck up a new relationship with, moved on quite fast from Rachel, spotted that Mark. P. That Lindsay... According to Janet, had actually been killed by the British government on April 27th,
4: 2003. Lindsay being the new. Earth, okay.
2: Yeah, are you with it's, me? This yeah. Poor Mark has lost two girlfriends now. So Mark's dying two internet girlfriends. But he's <laughs> one up one kind of hot, hot to trot Secret Service agent. Okay. Jonah Dobson tells him that everyone from his teachers to the postman to his plumbers are all, in fact, MI5 agents watching his every move. And she does because, appear to know of these people, like these people he, he recognises Oh, totally so referencing like. teachers in school. Okay. Mrs. So-and-so, blah-de-blah. Isn't blah. that interesting? And so she tells him that he's actually being recruited. Okay.
3: Okay. Okay, so like Mark's fucking stupid. Not all there. <laughs> okay, so... Mark, you can picture a Mark now, can't you? Mark? Well, I can see that he
4: might be sort of like really enjoying it at the
2: same time. That's it. I think vibing on the high of all the madness. Yeah, but he's a
3: little, he's a little socially awkward, quiet guy, has his two friends He's not, he's not socially awkward and stuff. He's quite like, uh, very
2: normcore, like very kind of described by parents and stuff as like happy go lucky like Dub-dub. not amazing in school, but like you're certainly pretty social and stuff like that. And it's John who's a bit more kind of withdrawn. Interesting. Okay. And isn't as it? all this is going on. There's still obviously BFs and stuff. And um around this time um, they're John, still best friends And Mark's John not is, like here Hey what the fuck how how's, how's your, your family
3: after Rachel And why isn't it in the press And can I see a photo of Rachel And did you go to the funeral But you don't know, remember Teenage boys Like they don't overly inquire About anything True. Yeah but like <laughs> The death of your girlfriend Is a big
2: one No <laughs> No and so anyway Like at this point It's around April of 2003 They're caught skipping school And they're Respective mothers start to get a bit like, okay, like, hang on, this is all getting a bit intense um, with you two spending yeah. a lot of time with each other, spending a lot of time online. Blah, What's blah. going on? So, and also, one of the moms, John's mom, um, was like checking his computer apparently for the first time ever. ever. And she found this bizarre exchange. <laughs> Um, from this woman called Janet Dobinson, and um, sorry, it's Mark's mom. Mark's yeah. mom. Interesting. And um, I was like, oh no. No, the exchange is like, I got the Queen out of bed. Um, Mark answers, no offense, but what does she do anyway? And um, then um, <laughs> Janet says, this is the UK's biggest secret. I can trust you. Would it be possible to look at you while I tell you? So apparently Janet Johnson quite interested in watching teen boy wanking via the webcam as well. How did she
4: how did she spin this into you you're going to have to
2: it's all about like trust and can you be trusted with your mission. So she's a, like uh, bro oh, him like a, here's on, a
3: security deposit like you can't tell anyone about me because I have a video of you wanking. But she already has one. No, she doesn't. Sorry,
4: he's he's already given one to... Um, She's he's, he's already given it to Kevin. Sorry, Kevin the, has one Kevin already. The rapist. Okay, so
2: right. Then things take a seriously dark turn, right? Okay. So a few weeks later, more, uh, in June... Um, Janet There's an exchange Between Janet and Mark Imagine
4: though You were like Alright this is weird I'm just going to go for it And then three weeks later Somebody else asks you to do it You'd be like I guess this is Currency online This is just, this this is just this A Bitcoin just of my time He <laughs> probably has
3: the video saved He's probably just ah, I have one I don't think it would take Too much out of
4: him To have another wank online
3: Yeah He's he's just
4: re-uploading
2: the old video. Yeah. (laughs) Just even phoning it in on his end. Um, Okay, so Janet Dobson um, quizzes Mark sometime later. Could you kill someone close to you? You might be tested on this later on. This is Momo
4: territory, you're right. Yeah,
2: seriously, it's very connected. And this is like more than 15 years ago, isn't it? Um, So Mark is so fucking stupid that his answers sometimes look a bit like ye English. So his answer is erm... I dunno one N. So dunno is already ropey as a word, and he's also misspelling it. I prob <laughs> would with a U, but I wanna kno no W at the end there. Why? Just why? <laughs> okay. I, I can picture
3: that so clearly. That <laughs> is, that's the caliber of men I spoke to online yes. in my teens. Yes,
2: this is heavy early two thousands male territory. Speaking to me, I'm I haven't really to be m- a man in your early teens. <laughs> I haven't really exactly thought about it. Says Mark, which is promising sign that he has not considered whether or not he would kill someone close to him. Janet uh, kind of admonishes him. Well, think, please. Mark says, yeah, I could. C-U-D. There's my answer. Answer is (laughs) spelt A-N-S-W-E-R-E.
4: For all the time they're writing online, you would think your English would improve some.
3: Yeah, no, because everything then became acronyms and everything was shorthand. That's right. It was all very it emotional. It destroyed super people quick. There's a lot I'd of slack as yeah. well
2: in all of these exchanges. And I'd say there's
3: people writing their leaving certs And in "You are law," probably "You are." I'd actually LMAO. <laughs> if yeah. anyone out, if anyone out there is an exam corrector, please let me know how many times LOL appears now in.
4: Is it not a word? It should be a word. I mean. You know, allowed to be used word acronym, you're allowed. No, it's a
2: disgrace. Okay. Okay, so basically, Janet moves on to assigning Mark with his mission. She went,
4: sorry, she went from wanking to murder.
2: Yeah. Who was he supposed to kill and why? So she's offering him an extra, like a huge payout um, and a career in the intelligence services. If he terminates his friend, who John? John. John.
4: Here we go. It's this is all. Do you fa- do you love me, Mark? How much do you love me? It's John. Like the attention.
2: Okay. So, Janet Dobson gives him really specific instructions that on the 29th of June he's to go to a shopping centre near where they live with John say nothing, act completely normal. He is to buy a kitchen knife. She like specifies the brand and she tells him that he's to knife mark. In the supermarket? No, down this lane called Goose Green, just off the high street.
4: What the fuck? Okay, does he do it?
2: She says that she will be um, posing as a police superintendent And that, like, immediately after he will be like remunerated by the state, and he'll meet Tony Blair, and his life in the Secret Service will
3: commence. Okay. And what (sighs) purportedly has John done to deserve death? I might get back to that. Okay. So on
2: Sunday the twenty ninth of June, John and Mark arranged to meet in the shopping centre. There's like. Loads and loads of CCTV footage of them are just strolling around doing the usual shit looking at stuff looking at CDs and crap and then they're caught on CCTV camera going down a lane called Goose Green which is just near the high street. The CCTV camera follows them down the lane and more than 20 minutes pass. Then they call an ambulance. So. Who does? The kids, they alert. They run for help. Who? Mark and John? Mark. Mark. Because when they went down the lane, Mark stabbed John several times. Oh my God. Yeah. So he stabbed him. IRL. IRL. He stabbed him once in the chest. Jesus. Once in the abdomen, six inches deep, which pierced his kidney and liver and necessitated the removal of his gallbladder. He's alive. From this injury, the teenager almost died on the operating table, twice. Blood pooled inside the boy's body cavity, restricting the movement of his diaphragm, which stopped the functioning of his lungs. For days, he lay on a respirator, being treated with painkillers... Saying nothing So What happened then to Mark? So initially Mark told the police That arrived on the scene That a guy in his 20s Wearing a hoodie Had run run down the lane after them Stabbed John And got run off Like gotten away on a motorcycle Was part of the story And they were like Why did he lie? I mean like He had a plan he had a plan. If he went as far as to stop no, he was there going like, Where, "Where's, where's Janet Dobinson? Where's Tony Blair? This is according to Dobinson. They're supposed to. They're come supposed out to kind of intervene, or reveal themselves, remove okay. him from the situation. Imagine he's completed the mission. Overhead,
4: has Mark said anything to? You? Well, no, he's laying dying at this point. Yeah,
2: so. Mark does does survive, but his injuries were horrific. Sorry, John. His injuries were horrific. And um, so, yeah, like the long arm of the internet. What the fuck happened then? Reached straight out into this gorgeous sunny Sunday in a very affluent suburb of Manchester. How could Mark have been so
3: fucking stupid? (sighs) I need to know. Right, continue. Okay, so
2: police didn't know what the shite was going on. Right, so they issued an immediate city-wide warning for like a fucking hoodie-clad hooligan yeah. mm. stabbing some random teenage boy,
4: 14 years old. Um, you keep saying 14, I imagine 14 stabs, but
2: it, it was, it was two fairly horrible times. stab wounds. Um, and Mark like was just gormless as fuck and no help at all. But basically he... Initially, the first interview stuck to the story of the hoodie hooligan. Second interview fell apart. Fell apart. Confessed to the stabbing. He said he'd done it because he heard voices. Oh, why did he say that? Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> Mark was dispatched to a juvenile detention centre because he was 16 years old. They never brought up any of the Secret Service stuff, the orders because from Janet Dobbinson. It was stupid. He
3: knew it was, yeah, you know he was. Yes, he was obviously stage.
4: he yeah. did, well he knew he was fooled at that point because nobody arrived, mm. so he thought to save face he would say he was mad.
2: Yeah, because it. I know, also he'd now been kind of scubit. drawn in, obviously, with all his kind of public masturbation and stuff like that. I never thought of that. Okay, so okay, the police didn't yeah. know what the shite was going on, so they started. They when they learned that Mark and John had met in a chat room, they actually started to take a look at the kids' computers, and that's when, like. They were like, "This is batshit bananas." When they found the amount of correspondence said, on these it was computers, tons, mm-hmm. tons. They found the chat room where the lads had met, and they found 193 email addresses connected to the chat room. But they actually didn't know who was behind any okay. of these email addresses. Okay. 193. Email addresses. They finally found one shop assistant who had the same name as one of the characters and arrested her, but But then discovered that she had no absolutely no idea what they were talking about. So the detectives were sifting through transcripts. Both of the boys, or just marks? Um, I think it was. I think it was through Mark's computer that they got the transcripts because there was some kind of software on his computer that you wouldn't find on all computers that kind of saved, deleted stuff like that. It was a bit technical. But yeah, I think it was actually just through his, but like they could see so much. And I think they examined John, certainly. They um, found 58,000 lines of text. Mm, No doubt. So the amount of data was about 133 gigabytes which, if you think of that in terms of just that text. is only text files, yeah, it's incredible. I mean, it's actually now one. This police analysis says she's quoted here saying, if converted into a paper pile, it would stretch forty six thousand feet high, which sounds completely unbelievable. That's a
4: plain height, isn't it? Forty thousand.
2: It just seems completely unbelievable. But even if it's like. 4,000 feet high Or
3: 400 It's still so much It's mad So Well anyway, 56,000 lines of text Did you say? Um. Yes Right. Well, it's like a WhatsApp group that's been going
4: for a couple of text. years. An
2: active WhatsApp group that's been going for a couple of years. would You would see that amount of... I mean, it was nine months of very intensive uh, correspondence. Like, so this is a quote from, um, from John. So he's describing how from four in the afternoon to seven in the morning, he would type into his laptop. And he stopped going downstairs for meals he stopped eating, he just wanted to be on the internet. It was all that mattered. He found he never tired. He had this constant buzz. So it's a real like addiction cycle. And, um, you know, he said it was like satisfying a craving. You had to be on there, you had to be doing it. They were addicted. They were all addicted to mm-hmm. this chapter yeah. and addicted to each other. But how many of them were actually in there? So, mm, so then the same um, analyst who had estimated the uh, paper stack as being thousands of feet high. So her name is Sally Hogg and she made a very key discovery when she was going through all of the transcripts. And like, again, like just think of all the incredibly batshit information contained in these transcripts, like the absolute soap opera. That was going on. Like at one point, um, Rachel actually returned from the dead. First, dead girlfriend returned from the dead, and her return was explained that she actually hadn't died at all, but had slipped into a coma. Ah, yes. Yes, had they neglected T- to and tell had Mark? In fact, given birth to Mark's baby, uh, though she had never actually met him. <laughs> so the soap opera on there was completely mad obviously. all just making Mark stupider looking oh looking stupider and stupider and like they were just like I think as well they were just like these kids are 14 and 16 yeah so anyway basically Sally Hogg realised that four different people in the chat room all wrote the same word in the same incorrect way so Lindsay Kevin John and Janet Dobinson all wrote maybe as my bye M-Y-B-Y-E. And Mark didn't pick up on this. Mark did not pick up on this. And also they realised that Janet Dobinson's profile was the last to log in to the chat room from John's computer. Yeah, it's all
3: John. Oh, I knew it was all going to be John. But why did he want
4: Mark to stab him? It so, was a test. so To see if he loved him or not. And he didn't love him. Mm, so he'd
2: rather die. So John's arrested in his own attempted murder. And it makes for a landmark prosecution. Suicide in by friend. UK. No. So when it was brought to the judge, the judge said, what's the charge? And the prosecutor said, incitement to murder. And as nobody has ever been charged with inciting his own murder,
4: hey, it's a novelty.
2: That's a direct quote. They both pleaded guilty. So then at this point, like, oh, God. they're what a mess on attempted murder yeah each of them are up on attempted murder of John Jesus and um, they were given who is, was John the younger guy at 14 so. John was the younger guy at 14 his own lawyer was like mad impressed with his yeah. skills quote from the lawyer what emerges from this is an extraordinarily persuasive inventive boy A person, says the lawyer, whose future may well turn out to be brilliant. Um, Others described it as a matrix of deceit. Um, They said that he inveigled his unsuspecting friend into a web of deception. And in contrast to this frightening cunning that John displayed, the blundering stupidity of Mark is actually something of a relief. And... his his attorney, Mark's attorney said, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that he was brainwashed. Um, so a lot of people felt a lot of compassion yeah. for Mark. And the two boys received um, like basically kind of stern warnings and um, a like ban from the internet for the uh, next five years or something like that. It was really slap on the wrist stuff. And well, loads obviously could see. of emphasis was put on the fact that they were from affluent backgrounds. Oh. So there was definitely a bit of classism at play there. What? So... Okay, so what yeah. do we think's all behind it all? Well, okay. So basically John was in love with Mark. Yes, yes. completely. Um, you asked what was Janet's story about why John had to die. And I just couldn't bear to go so silly right at that point in the story but basically she told him that John had a terminal tumour and that he was um, that the British Secret Service needed him dead because John was worth exactly 568 billion pounds <sighs> and at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean lay a huge massive safe containing the world's richest jewels. These are all quotes. Access to that chest was available only through John who had the combination in, in his, his head. I love this. It is actually genius. So this is a quote from well, the transcript For a 14 here. year old. Uh, Dobinson <sighs> says, only he can walk through the door. It will not allow anyone else. I mean, door, it's at the bottom of the ocean. What the fuck? Mark asks... Not even Queen? Janet says, nope. Oh, Mark. Mark says, ain't it murder when you kill someone? Someone, spelt S-U-M, digit one. Not in your case, says Janet. So Mark overcomes his reluctance to, quote, terminate his friend. And so still, why did John go ahead with it, you know? why Though did john also, walk down the lane with him? yeah okay so this is what john said about it right so also there's it's mad right it's so hard to find really properly substantiated well, information about this because john and mark are pseudonyms clearly that's not yeah, their sorry. names yeah obviously because they're, they're kids children. yeah and the thing is that initially john's stabbing was reported by the news and his name was given because uh, they believed he was a victim. Oh, I see. Yes. So I know his name and stuff and I've seen a picture of him. You can go find that out. But... That's where the story ends as far as... Well... It just means that we've so little fuller information about his sort of frame like the of mind. only have what was reported there,
3: at the time. Yeah.
2: And there is a Vanity Fair article, which is really good. And it's by a journalist called Judy Backrack, And she has like... Um, Back, just crack. me s- saying it badly. Back rack. She has like, kind of quotes from.
3: Well, yeah, she's not
2: really. There's John too. <laughs> she, she, she's John as well. John wrote this fabulous article about himself in Vanity Fair. Um, anyway, she has quotes from John and from John's psychiatrist. Okay. In that article, so John says, "My life was on the internet. I didn't like it. I couldn't undo it. Mm. It was all fake. Taking someone else in." He told his probation officer that he felt trapped in the virtual world that he'd created with no way out and that if he lost that world, he would lose
3: Mark, Everything. who's yeah. his
2: only friend and also the object of his, like, obsessive love. Yeah, And um, he, I think that genuinely he actually, in maybe a very, like, confused way, like, I do think he's a child at 14, like... He wanted to take his own life or he wanted to end his life. But he also, I think, had become so drawn into his own drama Mm. that like... He wondered, would this even happen? All of the lines of reality and fiction were blurred. totally, yeah. Um, He did, for example, through his, you know, his puppet, um, Janet Davinson, give an abort code. So Janet Davinson said... If at any point you hear the number 6969 Teenage Boy Abort Code, (laughs) you must stop straight away and and abort the omission. And Mark said, how will I hear the abort code? And she said it'll be over a loudspeaker. Uh, But obviously it was John trying to retain some control of the situation. But Mark said John never uttered the abort code. But... That when the stabbing began, John did start to plead and he said, you're killing me. I mean, it's so, it's a mindfuck, isn't it? Because so much of it is this totally ridiculous online forum bullshitology. But then if you picture the two of them down this lane, like in the middle of like a sunny Sunday afternoon. Well, that's it. And just... Push the danger. Like, it's not your
4: friends. Until suddenly it's in real life. Yeah. And it's real life. Yeah. And that is something I think teenagers would have a bit of an issue probably well, differentiating. They say
2: on a neurological level that the teenage brain is so informed that teenagers have a genuine physiological difficulty in recognizing, sure. like, the adverse outcomes of their their actions mm. they can't yeah they can't conceive of the um, ramifications of what they do yeah now they both got off really lightly though like there isn't any real sense that they Do you have any
4: follow-up for for mark even not really no you well, see because mark
2: is the one who genuinely kind of disappeared somewhat without a trace were you able to see what became of john
4: just well, with all his
2: imagination. In the, in the Vanity Fair piece, um, she does report that his um, psychiatrist says that he actually started a relationship with a girl. Okay. And so obviously he has stab wounds and they're stab, he's got health issues from his stab wounds still. They still give him pain or at least they were still giving him pain shortly after the incident. Um and he told the girlfriend. He told his psychiatrist that he told the girlfriend they were from a an attempted revenge killing.
4: Right. Like he
2: concocted a story so to that girlfriend. Same old John. Same old John. I'm using girlfriend in. Inverted commas. Mm-hmm. So she packed it in anyway pretty quick. I'll leave you with this. I went on to, I was re- reading one particular site about this and in the comments section, left by a user, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I nice. love those fucking names. Quote, I went to school with quotation marks John. What? Mm-hmm. Apparently. I mean, You know, there's no way to substantiate this. It was crazy when he got stabbed because we live in a decent area and went to a nice school. He actually came back to school after the trial using the fake name and acting like nothing had happened. There is no doubt he has mental issues and should probably be in an institution.
3: So he used a fake, the fake name that was attributed to him by the media and by reporting.
2: I think it's a new fake name. I doubt it's just John. He Just
3: adopted a fake name. He just
2: got. He obviously was kind of given a new identity, I guess.
3: But then sent back to school.
2: Yeah, the same really school. Yeah,
4: with a new identity.
2: <laughs> well, this is from. Come on okay. now.
4: Gotcha.
2: <laughs> um, all I like shout out my sources. So, Vanity Fair article by Judy Backrack, which I don't really know how much I trust that article because some of the information I find it hard to believe that she was able to get her hands on but there was like a complete media blackout on the story within the UK but like through a loophole she was able to report it in Vanity Fair so her piece Mm. came out about a year after anyway there's also a Guardian piece on it by Helen Carter and most importantly of all an absolutely hilarious documentary Uh, Channel 4 called Kill Me If You Can it's available on YouTube well worth a watch. Cool. It's super cheesy, super cheesy, and also massive shout out to Creep Dive listener Rachel Wright who sent it our way.
4: Do you know what? We should like flag these and be like, "I'm taking that
2: one." That's you what I did. did. You I did, did it because you said, that. "Don't go yeah. into the."
3: Chat. I went into the chat. I didn't read it. Good girl, Cassie.
2: Now Thank then, you. really annoyingly, after I'd finished all the research, I realised that Casefile actually did this case. But I don't listen to Casefile. Me neither. No, that's fine. So hopefully lots of our listeners don't listen to Casefile. Very good, soaps
3: um, But again, yeah. I want to change my username good. to, come on now. Um... <laughs> Jesus, very good. Isn't it weird, though, I was thinking about that, that all the way through we we knew that John was somehow going to be involved in his own demise? Like, that that's just what we've come I to was, expect, that it's yeah. going to be so dark and so creepy that he is somehow responsible in a way. I mean, immediately, from the minute you started talking about these multiple people, I was like, here we have a young boy in love with his young friend and now he's inventing all of these identities so he can proffer sure. and he can acquire some... Pornography office his friend. Yeah, like we know now
4: that mm. catfishing exists, and we know people lie online. But it's, it's now the standard
2: that, yeah. Do you think
4: that the kids now that are talking to, are, do, are are they? Is everyone going in
2: with their eyes open, or are they still naive? <sighs> but to this, this what this story made me think about was my internet friends. So I have friends that I've never met in real life that I chat to
3: online.
2: But it's yeah, yeah, it's like different. Instagram different.
3: and. You're seeing it, we pictures know, how, of them, to, we their know lives. how to identify it now.
2: I know, but I'm just thinking about, like, <laughs> not just like like name checker, but like I have a friend called Amy. She lives in another country. We talk. I know she's on Twitter and Instagram, but like at the same time, so easy to just have invented those profiles. I, True. I, and we WhatsApp now. And, and I, I feel like WhatsApping her and being like, you are real, yeah.
4: I guess it's harmless <laughs> on one level.
2: She has a great podcast called "And Then What Pod," which is also storytelling. It's great. Shout out! But you
4: so you hear, her. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. yeah. I know, but I suppose you we can't, can't, can't go back to the anonymous days of the internet. We're, we we will never be able to go back. It's there.
3: much harder. People are much wiser. You, can, we, we've all watched Catfish season one two. To fucking tan or whatever. Yeah, but we're catfish
2: on. is catfishing us at this point. That's true. Like yeah, that absolutely. is not remotely. So, well, you know yeah, but it would be so
4: infinitely more difficult now mm. to try and pretend you were multiple people.
2: Yes, but what I think is so um, it's what is so unpredictable is the reaction of Mark. I just feel like it's unprecedented yeah. that you would be able to convince someone to do something like that. Do you know what I Is
4: mean? Is it though? A 14 year old boy? Like I think it's really
2: boy? expected that you would want to lie online yeah. and, and c- get a sense of control over this person. I do think it's kind of unprecedented that that person would respond so well and end up enacting follow what through. you were trying to get them to do to stab you
3: i don't think I enough know, we emphasis can't even
4: get people on to, the fact
2: that he had we can't even th- get people to rate and review <laughs> us <laughs> go on the instagram and like us <laughs> yeah follow the instagram there's like about i don't know there's nobody on the
3: instagram there's nobody on the instagram and there are genuinely thousands, thousands of, listeners. of listeners um the Wait, other thing I that think i think did leave out, here is say, put on the fact that he was gay, gay. blackmailed
2: okay yeah well we, one other thing I was going to say that I left out is that they did have oral sex as friends ah uh,
3: yes okay. okay we've had well, several bites of oral sex up, as friends well, clearly well we do have to finish up because this is a long episode but uh, that seemed why would you that I left it out no yeah. but like that just, just adds before- another dimension to the story of a potentially why Mark wouldn't have been very forthcoming with what was going on yeah. To the authorities yeah. or to his parents. Totally.
4: I might have followed through with killing John if he felt on some level Mark knew. Mark knew this was all John.
3: No, I don't think Mark would have known it was all John. Mm. But John's willingness, I think John, it was so much more for John. And then there was that sort I, of emotional.
4: I'm Mark knew.
3: No. I think that he knew John was prepared to die I think John was probably heartbroken and aware that his friend wasn't in love with him probably yeah in in a very betrayed condition yeah John was was
2: much more far gone in terms of like a mental break Hmm. like something was happening something was disintegrating inside John's mind he
3: was he He was was, in love he was in love he was unrequited love no he was in obsession like what's that word that the French have for the pain of unrequited love we don't actually have an English translation I was reading this gorgeous article of like words that we have in foreign languages that we don't have in English and one of them is like the suffering that you experience from unrequited love he was in that
2: Okay, he was in that. Um, I think as well, though, there was, there was a lot of backstory with John that, like, Mark just didn't have. So there was one thing from John's past, very briefly. Um, he discovered at about the age of six that the man he thought was his father wasn't his father. Who's actually a stepfather. He'd kind of been raised to believe he was his father. Mm. And then that stepfather left.
4: Right, okay. okay.
2: And that obviously was probably, like, a lot of trauma there. And then as well, I think he was obviously gay and not able to properly process, process that.
3: And also the object of his affection, it transpired, was not interested in him because he was willing to kill him. <sighs> the ultimate betrayal. Mm,
2: the ultimate betrayal, yeah. The ultimate emo song betrayal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm going to find that word, that French word, and I'm going to put it on the Instagram as a promo for this episode. Oh, that's so sad. That was a good episode. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. The Thank long you, arm of
2: the internet.
3: Thanks for listening. Uh, go like our Instagram page. Would yeah, you like to follow us on Instagram? <laughs> don't go stab anybody, but go like our Instagram page and maybe Use leave us a power there there, and subscribe.
4: Uh-huh. And if you want to send us a video of you masturbating, that's cool. Don't, don't do We will that. accept
3: that. Only if you are over age. I'm okay for those, actually. Are you sure? You guys can go into DMs for those. Yeah, <laughs> cool, man. i so much to listener Rachel Wright for giving us that gem. I enjoyed that. That was very good. Hadn't heard about it before. Uh, very dark. And, um, muchas gracias. Muchas gracias. 10 out of 10. Okay, bye. Bye.